Hi, and welcome back to Coco Sleep, a podcast of original children's bedtime stories and meditations designed to make bedtime a dream. Have you ever heard of a country called Peru in South America? Maybe you've heard of a certain marmalade-loving bear who came from there. Or maybe you know something about the Amazon rainforest that covers part of the country. Okay, well, besides Paddington, there are many exotic animals that live in Peru, and we're going to meet some wonderfully kind ones during our story tonight. Before we begin, a quick message for the grown-ups. If you'd like to support our podcast, enjoy ad-free listening, unlock four bonus stories per month, and much, much more, you can join Coco Club. Subscribe in just two taps via the link in the show notes. But now, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Before we set off on our travels, though, let's relax into bed and clear our minds with some lovely, long, deep breaths. Wiggle your fingers and flex and point your feet. Close your eyes and snuggle down a little bit more. Once you're completely relaxed, we'll join Karma the Llama as she sets off on a walk towards the majestic snow-capped mountains in the distance. On the way, she meets many kind animals and shares the wonderful gifts she's been given with them. When Karma climbs to the top of a mountain, she meets a very special animal who gives her some wise advice. This is Karma the Llama by Gillian Rogerson. One bright, sunny morning in the mountain area of Peru, Karma the Llama woke up and smiled. She had a long stretch, got out of bed and opened the curtains. It was a beautiful day. The sun shone down on the grassy fields that surrounded her cosy cottage. In the distance, she saw the magnificent mountains that were topped with snow. Karma loved climbing the mountains, and it was the perfect day for such an adventure. Perhaps she would meet some friends along the way. She had her breakfast and then set off on her journey. The air was warm and fresh on her face, and the path in front of her was smooth and inviting. Karma's grandpa lived nearby. She wondered if he would like to go with her, so she stopped at his house. Her grandpa was sitting in a stripy deck chair in his garden when Karma arrived. He gave her a cheery hello and asked if she wanted to sit with him for a while. Karma gave her grandpa a hug and sat next to him. She told him about her plans for the day and asked if he wanted to climb the mountains too. He settled back further in his chair and said, Oh, I do like climbing mountains, but today feels like a day of rest for me. I'm going to sit here, bask in the warmth of the sun and let my mind wander wherever it wants to go. He glanced at the long grass on his lawn. A small sigh escaped from him, and he told his granddaughter 
His day of rest would have to begin after he'd mown the lawn. He chuckled and said the grass had grown so quickly lately and the garden was starting to look like the Amazon jungle. Karma smiled kindly at her grandpa and said, I will mow the lawn for you. I love the smell of freshly cut grass, especially on such a sunny day as this. You stay right where you are and I'll get you a cup of tea. Then I'll get the lawnmower out. Before her grandpa could say a word in protest, Karma leapt out of her chair and ran into her grandpa's house. She used his favourite cup and quickly made him a cup of grass tea. She took it outside and handed it to him. He smiled at her and said thank you. Karma collected the lawnmower from the shed and got to work. Going back and forth over the grass was a relaxing activity, and she hummed happily to herself. The pleasing scent of freshly cut grass made her relax even more, and the lawn was soon looking much better. There were a lot of grass clippings left on the lawn. Karma knew her grandpa saved some of them to make his favourite tea, and he usually gave the rest away to his neighbours. She looked over at her grandpa to ask what she should do with the clippings, but he was fast asleep in his deck chair, with the empty cup of tea on the ground. Karma didn't want to disturb him, so, being as quiet as she could, she put the lawnmower away and collected the grass clippings. She put some into the special container her grandpa kept in the kitchen to make his tea, and the rest of the clippings went into a basket. Even though her grandpa was fast asleep, Karma gave him a wave goodbye. She continued on her journey with the basket of grass clippings in her hand. She was certain someone would like them. It wasn't long before Karma found someone busy in their garden. It was Alma the alpaca. She had been one of Grandpa's neighbours for a long time and knew Karma well. Alma was a keen gardener who was always busy doing something in her beautiful garden. Alma waved at Karma and asked how she was. Karma said she was good and held up the basket of grass clippings and told the alpaca where they had come from. She asked Alma if she had any use for them. Alma broke into a wide smile and said, Absolutely! I need to put some around the carrots and potatoes that I'm growing. It helps to keep the moisture in the soil. When Karma asked how much she would like, Alma inspected the basket and asked if she could possibly have all of it, please. She had a lot of vegetables in her garden, and the grass clippings would cover them all. Karma smiled and said of course she could have them all. Alma said thank you and then started laughing as she ran her hand over her fluffy arm, which was covered in soft wool. She said, 
I don't suppose you know anyone who would like some of my wool. I've been using a new shampoo recently, and my woolly covering has grown quicker than ever before, and I have to keep cutting it. I've got a big pile of wool inside my house, and I don't know what to do with it. Karma said she didn't need any wool, but offered to take it with her, in case she met anyone who would like it. Alma thanked the kind llama and swapped the grass clippings in her basket for a pile of her soft wool. Karma waved goodbye to the alpaca and went on her way. The llama walked towards a line of grey rocks that was surrounded by long, swaying grass. A group of young chinchillas were playing outside the rocks, and their cheerful laughter filled the air. The mother chinchillas were resting nearby and watching their young at play. Karma walked over to the mothers and said hello. She held up her basket and asked if they would like any alpaca wool. One of the mothers clasped her hands together in delight and said, This is just what we need. Our little ones are growing so fast, and they keep getting too big for their clothes. We're always making new ones for them. Not only that, some of them are starting school soon, and we'll need to knit school jumpers for them. One of the other mothers added, Don't forget about their winter clothes, too. I've already started knitting some scarves and gloves for my children. And there's also the matter of our cousins arriving soon. She told Karma that because the chinchillas loved living by the rocks, they had invited their cousins to join them there too. They were due to arrive any day soon, and there would be many more chinchilla children to knit for. Karma looked at the playing children. There were a lot of them. Karma moved the basket closer and said they could have all the wool. The chinchillas were delighted and thanked the kind llama. They asked if they could give her something in return. No, thank you, Karma replied with a smile. One of the mothers laughed and said, I don't suppose you know anyone who needs a pile of straw? We've been cutting some down to make room for our cousins and their new homes. We don't need it for anything, and you're welcome to take it. Karma offered to take the straw, in case she met anyone on her walk who might need it. She swapped the soft alpaca wool in her basket for a pile of golden straw. She waved goodbye to the chinchillas and continued on her way. The sun shone warmly on the llama's back and birds sang sweetly from the treetops. Karma walked on, getting ever closer to the mountains. She walked through an orchard and saw a ladder resting against a tree that was ripe with red apples. A mountain goat was about to climb the ladder, but when he saw Karma, he waved and said hello. 
he asked where she was going on such a lovely day. Karma said she was heading towards the mountains. She held up the basket of straw and asked if he would like any of it. The mountain goat chuckled and said it was just what he needed. His orchard had produced a lot more fruit that year, and he'd run out of straw baskets to put it in. The goat peered closer at the basket and asked if he could have some, please. Of course, Karma said. Take as much as you like. The mountain goat asked Karma if she'd ever made any baskets before. When she said no, he offered to teach her the art of basket making. Karma said yes and thanked the goat for his kindness. The goat told her to sit under the shade of the apple tree. With lightning speed, he dashed up the ladder and picked a couple of ripe apples from the branches. He returned to the llama and gave her one of the apples. Karma bit into it. The apple was delicious and tasted of warm sunshine and refreshing rain. The mountain goat and the llama crunched on their apples and talked happily about one thing and another. When they had finished eating their apples, the goat showed Karma how to make a straw basket. It was a bit tricky at first, but Karma kept trying and she soon worked out how to bend the pieces of straw over each other. She held up her finished basket to show the goat. He was very impressed and said she needed some fruit to go inside the basket. Not only did he have apples in his orchard, but he had pears, oranges and lemons too. The goat led Karma through the orchards and together they collected enough fruit to fill the llama's basket. Karma looked upon the full basket. There was a lot of fruit and she asked if he wanted some. No. You can have it all, he replied. As you can see, I have plenty. Karma looked at the remaining straw in the basket she had brought with her. She gave it to the mountain goat and said he could have all of the straw and the basket as well. The two friends said goodbye and Karma continued on her way. The llama hummed happily to herself as she walked along with the new basket in her hand. She left the orchard behind and began walking along a pebbled path that led to the mountains. As she walked on, Karma looked towards the top of the mountains. She couldn't see the very top of them because a layer of thick, white clouds were swirling around the mountains. It made the mountains look magical, as though an enchanted land lay above the clouds. She reached the foot of the nearest mountain 
and began her climb along the winding path that led upwards. Karma walked past some leafy trees and heard birds singing beautiful songs from the branches. She stopped at a tree and looked at the birds nestled inside it. She saw six umbrella birds perched on the branch. They were singing a soothing song. The distinctive crest of black feathers on their little heads looked like tiny umbrellas and made Karma smile. She'd never seen any of the lovely umbrella birds before, but her grandpa had, and he told her all about them. The soft lullaby coming from the birds filled Karma's heart with joy. The umbrella birds finished their song and said hello to the llama. Karma said they were wonderful singers and she had enjoyed listening to their song. She held up the basket of fruit and asked if they would like some. The umbrella birds said they would love some fruit because singing was very hungry work. Karma stayed with the birds for a while and chatted whilst they ate some of the scrumptious fruit. When they'd finished eating, the umbrella birds sang more songs for Karma. They taught her the words, but Karma couldn't remember them all, so she hummed along instead. After a while, Karma said goodbye to the birds and continued climbing the mountain, the basket of fruit secure in her hand. Up the winding path she went, getting closer to the clouds that hung low over the mountains like a fluffy white blanket. Bright orchids bloomed in nooks and crannies in the mountain face, and she caught a hint of their flowery fragrance. Soon, a light mist touched her face, a gentle kiss from the clouds. Karma walked on and was enveloped lovingly by the pale clouds. She could still see the path beneath her feet and the rocky mountain at her side. Karma walked through the cloud forest. The warm mist settled softly on the llama's fur like a comforting blanket. Further along the path, the sun's rays broke through the clouds and a pleasant warmth flowed through the llama. She carried on walking until she was completely out of the clouds. Karma the llama walked around a bend in the path and came to the top of the mountain. The view before her was magnificent, Patches of fluffy clouds lay between the snow-capped mountaintops. The tallest trees reached through the clouds and stretched their branches up towards the blue sky.
Karma was on top of the world. She took some deep, relaxing breaths. The mountain air was fresh and clean. Peace and tranquility flowed effortlessly through her. A voice at her side said, It's quite beautiful, isn't it? I see this view every day, and I never grow tired of it. Karma looked away from the view, and saw a little monkey by her side. It was a yellow-tailed woolly monkey, and he was wearing an orange waistcoat. Karma knew the special monkeys lived in the mountains somewhere, but she'd never seen one, and neither had her grandpa. The monkey smiled and said his name was Marlow. Karma introduced herself. She didn't know what yellow-tailed woolly monkeys ate, so she offered him some of her fruit. Marlow said thank you. He loved fruit especially pears. He invited Karma to stay with him for a while, as he wanted to know where she had travelled from. He took her over to a rock, and the two animals sat on top of it. The little monkey bit into one of the juicy pears, and smiled in joy at the succulent taste of it. Karma told him about her day, and the animals she had met on her walk. As she spoke about the gifts she had passed from one animal to the next, she realised how kind everyone had been, and her heart overflowed with love for having such thoughtful neighbours. She told the monkey what she was thinking, and he smiled too. Marlowe said, It is good to give things to others, but it's also important to receive gifts too. Giving needs to be balanced with receiving. When it works both ways, everyone is happy. Karma wasn't sure what he meant and asked him to explain more. The monkey ate the last of his pear and wiped his mouth with his yellow tail. He said to Karma, Because you gave me this wonderful fruit, I'd like to give you something as a thank you. Not because I have to, but because I want to. And it will make me feel good too. Karma said he didn't have to give her anything, because being with him and sharing the wonderful view was enough of a gift. The monkey nodded in understanding, but said he would still like to give her something. He reached into a pocket in his waistcoat and pulled a small item out. He held it up so that Karma could see what it was. The monkey was holding a perfectly sculpted model of himself, complete with a yellow tail and an orange waistcoat. Marlow told the llama he had made it himself, from the mud at the bottom of the mountain. 
Once he'd made it, the mud had dried in the clear air at the top of the mountain. He loved making things, and with a grin, he said he loved playing in the mud too. Please do take it with you, Marlowe said. Karma took the model and placed it carefully in her basket. She said, Thank you. I will treasure this forever. It'll be getting dark soon. I should head home. You are welcome to visit my home any time. I know my grandpa will be delighted to meet you too. Marlowe promised to do so. He said it had been lovely to meet Karma, and he reminded her to remember to accept any gifts that came her way. Karma said goodbye and began her walk back down the mountain. She soon entered the misty cover of clouds again. There was a rumble of thunder, and rain began to fall from the clouds. Karma was concerned her monkey sculpture would get wet, but she needn't have worried, because at that very moment, the group of umbrella birds whom she'd met earlier flew towards her and made a feathery umbrella above her. The cover kept her and the basket completely dry as she walked on. After a few minutes, the rain stopped. Karma said thank you to the birds. They smiled in reply and flew away. The llama reached the bottom of the mountain, and the sun was warm on her back again. Karma walked through the orchard and met the mountain goat once more. He had made her some apple pies. He said, I love making apple pies, and thought you might like to take one home with you. Karma said she would, and thanked the thoughtful goat. The pie was placed snugly inside her basket. The llama said goodbye to the mountain goat and went on her way. The family of chinchillas had a gift for her too. They had been busy knitting with the alpaca wool, and they'd made her a soft blanket that would keep her cosy and warm in the snowy months. Karma was touched by their kindness. They helped her to roll up the blanket and put it in her basket. She said thank you and went on her way. The last animal she saw before she reached her grandpa's house was Alma the alpaca. Alma was standing by her garden gate. When she saw Karma, she held out a bunch of fresh carrots and said they were a gift for the llama and would make a delicious carrot stew. Alma placed the carrots inside the basket that was already overflowing with gifts. 
Karma thanked the alpaca and walked the short distance to her grandpa's house. Her grandpa was sitting in his deck chair. He beamed in delight when he saw his granddaughter and told her to sit next to him. He thanked her for cutting the lawn and taking the grass clippings to Alma. Grandpa asked if she'd enjoyed her mountain climb. Karma put her basket down, pointed to it, and told her grandpa about her day, the kind animals she'd met, and the gifts they had given her. She showed him the model of the yellow-tailed woolly monkey. Her grandpa thought it was amazing, and said it would look perfect on her mantelpiece. He got up from his deck chair and went into the house. He returned with two glasses of iced grass tea and passed one to Karma. She loved iced grass tea and took a big drink. Her grandpa settled back down in his chair and took a drink too. Karma sighed heavily. She said, Ah, Grandpa, I've had such a wonderful day and met some amazing animals. I'm a very lucky llama. Her grandpa patted her arm and said, And those amazing animals are lucky to have met you. Do you want to stay and watch the sunset with me? There will be a full moon tonight, and it's going to be a magnificent sight. Karma said she would love to. Her day had been full of one magical moment after another, and watching the sunset with her beloved grandpa was the perfect way to end it. Karma smiled. She was the happiest llama in the world.